Before I start, I wish to acknowledge the custodians of this land, the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation, and their elders past, present, and future. I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of the city and this region. This brand new podcast, Moonlight Conversations, explores topics you and I want to talk about. Life, love, hopes and dreams, and everything in between. It tackles the discussions we have with ourselves and other people about our thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Most of all, It delves into why conversations are highly essential for physical, emotional, and mental well-being, and how our souls and spirits need them to thrive and not just survive. We all deserve to be healthy and happy, to shine and to sparkle. So join me in this journey. Start a conversation with me now. It can inspire people and change lives. Tonight, I speak with Jenny Ann, a purpose coach, mentor, and breathwork teacher. She worked in the corporate world for 12 years and inevitably burnt out and led her down a road of many health issues, but also invited her into her spiritual healing journey. Eventually, she was able to leave the corporate space permanently and got her coaching certifications as well as breathwork and yoga and followed her heart to do the work she does today. She talks about how finding our life purpose is essential and how her purpose coaching and breathwork can help us achieve this. We talk about why the heart always comes before the mind and how we can tap into or connect with our feminine side or power to transform our lives. Please help me welcome Jenny Ann Turner. Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, Jenny. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for being here, gracing our show. Um, First of all, I would just like to ask you a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Tell us what about your journey made you go into coaching and breath work? Contained as possible. (laughs) We can can basically say that I used to work in the corporate environment. I was in corporate for about 12 years and it was really something that I fell into. It wasn't a choice. It was just, oh, I'm actually really good at this. So I'm going to keep on going. So I was working in the retail sector. I started off in fashion. Then I moved to a sports company. Um, But over these years, my kind of childhood wounding, which I'm sure a lot of listeners can also resonate with as this high performer, people pleaser, their perfectionism, all of these kind of 
behaviors and patterns started to get just stronger and stronger and stronger. And I ended up burning out in 2018. And it's a funny thing because I always knew, even when I was a little girl, that I wanted to do something more. I wanted to help people. I wanted to have more meaning. But the way that I was raised, which was a beautiful way that I was raised, but it was kind of the old way and the very safe way of you go to school, you get your good grades and you go to uni. and And I didn't have any restrictions from my parents, but that's just the kind of you know, conditioning that I had. So doing something on my own was just like, oh, wow, that's so big, you know? And if there's no rules for me to follow, then I felt really uncomfortable with that. Anyway, we come to 2018, we have the burnout. And this was my really big wake up call from the universe being like, you're in the wrong place. Like you're doing the wrong thing. And that's what started my journey. I I was listening to Tony Robbins back then and all, a lot of personal development stuff, trying to understand about the brain. I was just fascinated by how we can really create our lives and how we can choose differently. And along that journey, I picked up yoga, I picked up breath work, and I found both of those to be hugely transformative tools. And this was really where I was just called into coaching. This is when coaching first kind of came into my life. And it was like, I wanna, I wanna do this. I, I can see the big impact that this has and how lasting change can really look and I and when I first got my own coach it was just like my whole life changed um so that's what really drew me into it I just felt this like big pull and started my world got bigger and I could see that there are so many other women out there because I primarily work with women who who could use the same support that I had and, and I wanted to be that person I see. So basically you had a calling, you had this universe calling you and telling you you're supposed to be doing something else and you just went for it. Absolutely. Purpose, coaching and breath work made you interested, concentrate on those two. Like what is purpose, coaching and breath work? Can you tell us more about that, please? Yes, I would love to. So Funnily enough, if I look back, and I was actually in teaching one of my classes this week, and we were talking about this, that, you know, we have this kind of, we feel this calling, this pull, this, and there's something more, you might not be able to quite put your finger on it, but you feel this like tug. For me, it's like a heart yearning. Mm -hmm. And my last few years, so it was two years ago that I left corporate. And back then, even though I had millions of euros in my budget, I had a a big wider team, I was still terrified of public speaking. I was terrified of being on stage. I was terrified even in a Zoom call. Um, But I still had this calling to be a teacher, to be a coach, to be Mm -hmm. in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite know how I was going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I spent the last couple of years like diving into a lot of different things, you know, self-love coach, is that really where my calling is? Mm. Okay, maybe it's not. Okay, am I going to be just an empowerment coach? And I was like, I mean, it's there, but like it wasn't quite clicking in my soul. And so when when I arrived at purpose coaching, this is when everything felt, it's a feeling, right? There's no way to describe it. This felt, the most aligned for me this felt like oh this is my next true step this is where I'm meant to go next and for me purpose coaching it's not about career 
it's not about just one thing. It's about aligning to what is within yourself and getting so super duper solid and clear on not just who you are, but really how you came, what you came here to be, but how you came here to be. Mm-hmm. So what is the energy you want to be living your life with? Yeah. You know, your purpose could be being, you know, the most beautiful partner in the most loving relationship. And that's your purpose. That's what you're called into for like the next six yeah. months. That's your focus and intention. Or it, it could be career based. It could be, you know, I want to be a certain level in a career and to create this impact. But it's really driven from aligning within first so that so that you can also make decisions on the next best step from an aligned place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we start deciding, oh, my purpose is this thing over here, but it's driven from misalignment and maybe from fear or scarcity or one of our our woundings that we have. So yeah. clicking that into place, you know, clearing out the crap first and then starting to, to move towards purpose. Where the breathwork piece comes in. Yes. So I teach specifically psychedelic breath. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the, the naming can sometimes be a little put people off but just to clarify there is it's a very legal <laughs> there's not there's <laughs> nothing else in there you're just using <laughs> your breath um but it's a very powerful practice that can support us to go even deeper into the subconscious mind because we are we're changing our brainwave state when we breathe in such a way that we are exhaling a lot of co2 we are we're doing breath retentions in this breath work as well we move from this beta prefrontal cortex overthinking inner critic over anal you know i mean when we feel the overwhelm that's where it's coming from when we start to breathe in this way we change back to limbic system which is you know our emotional home mm-hmm. and this is where we can start to go deeper So I have a lot of clients either in one-on-one sessions or even if I'm just, you know, teaching at the yoga studio here or I teach online as well, who just experience these states of bliss and get these clarity that maybe they wouldn't have arrived at if their conscious mind hadn't gotten out of the way. So I guess what you're saying is breath work and coaching both, both are essential because breath work makes you like go into that deep state of mind which allows you to give um or which gives you more clarity and then gives you a better perspective on who you want to be and what you want to do and else what your purpose is is that right exactly and and just to add to that so the type of coaching that I do is as energy coaching primarily. Mm-hmm. So we're moving a lot of transformation, like we move through a transformational process. Yes. Um, we move a lot of energy. We go in through the heart first, not the mind. We go in through the heart because this is the space where we hold on. And so the coaching side of it is the deep work. This is clearing your stuff. This is the shadow work. This is seeing the impact that in my case, being a high performer had on my life. Mm-hmm. Impact was burnout. I mean, yes. I had a lot of health issues for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, pushing people away, not having fun anymore because I was constantly thinking about work and the next thing. So we have to go through this process. The breath work is a beautiful complement to that yes. because for me, it helps to clear any like 
remnants once you've already done the deep work. So it helps to clear mm -hmm. that. If we're talking about true transformation, and this is, I mean, this is of course all my, my own thoughts and opinions, but yes. we need to, to do the coaching piece. The energy work comes first because oh, you can do your, you can do your breath work for your whole yeah. life. And maybe you get like little shifts here and there. Maybe you feel good for a week and you know, it's, it's, it's mini work surface mm -hmm. level but the energy stuff is what shifts it and the breath work for me is that complement that just helps you to access other states of of being and of course uh, seven billion people on the planet we're all different we all yeah, respond yeah. differently to different things yeah. but just sorry just quickly to add as well for example today i have a client later mm -hmm. and we will do a, a breath work and hypnosis together oh. so again just working with the subconscious in a different way so it's just adding that extra oomph to the work that, that I'm doing. Oh, it does make perfect sense. So I was just going to ask you about how have you found these to, to have helped your clients and other people? It, I mean, so I like, so the first way, if we speak to actual coaching clients that I work with, so mm -hmm. I, I do you know, one-on-one, one-on-ones one -on with people, yes. this has helped them to shift their, how, like it's their, their whole belief system that they have built their life on. So okay. we all as, as humans, we have the, we have a lot of common beliefs that show up in very different ways. So we have a belief, not everybody's going to have the same ones, but we all have pretty similar ones, you know, that I'm not enough. The scarcity, which is there is not enough, whether that's due with money or food, or mm. it shows up in very interesting ways. Um, it's not safe. It's not safe for me to be here. This this fear mm. that you're going to be hurt or killed or like you won't have a roof over your head, mm -hmm. that you're alone. This is another core belief that a lot of people have. Yes. And so this work that that I, I do with clients and the specific training that I have is we lovingly, which is where the heart comes in, mm -hmm. lovingly ask questions to support the client to, to see what is really happening in their life. We like shine a light on it. Once we can go in and start to like clear out some of those beliefs and see where they're coming from and find out where they started and mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the first time when I was three years old, it doesn't have to be like this, um, mm -hmm. but energetically they can feel like they can feel when something started. Once we can shift that, the transformation is permanent. Oh. It doesn't go back. Once we start to look, if we're doing it really deeply in this way, which is also where the mindset stuff is for me is secondary, the heart stuff is first, the energy stuff is first, the mind is second, we create more space. So as we go in and we start to see like, let's say you have a pattern that, okay, I'll use myself as an example. I have, have a pattern that I will exclude myself on purpose from group situations, from things where I may be not feeling super comfortable. I will exclude myself first so that nobody else can reject me. Nobody can exclude me because I've already done it myself. So there, yes. I, therefore I'm in control, Yes. right? So this is a pattern that, that I have noticed within myself. This has been 
a really big pattern in my whole life. This comes from rejection. Mm -hmm. Maybe when I was younger, something happened where I felt rejected by my mom. I don't know. I also have a bit of an abandonment wound from when I was younger. Yes. But now that I can see the pattern and I've shifted a lot of energy around that, I have more space. So when mm. it shows up, I can see it and be like, oh, there you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know exactly what this pattern is. I can see where this is coming from. Doesn't mean that I don't feel emotion around it or I don't feel something and it's just like erased from my whole life. But mm. I see it and I get to choose differently and I get to be like, oh. I can see that. And then each time you choose differently, you create a little bit more space until eventually sometimes, you know, you you won't have the patterns anymore or they'll be so like okay. far away that it doesn't even come near you. So that's where the transformation comes in, I guess. Yeah. Period. Because they are, it's like cutting ties from all of these things that were weighing you down and you just start to feel lighter and you, you start to vibrate higher and lean into more things that you want, like that flow state, that joy, that ease of life, that beauty that like you get to do that because you're taking away some of that weight that you, you maybe you didn't even see was was holding you back. Yeah. So it's more like aspirational, a way that, you know, when you become clear and when you have more space, you get to aspire more to create that space to make that mm. bigger and vibrate yes. higher. And why is it important that we put our heart first before mind? So mm. that's just, that's, that's a really, I think most, uh, if you look at it, it's a basic question. But I guess being you being a coach would know more about that. So can you sure. please? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I have, this is my second training I'm doing. I'm almost certified in it as the time of this recording. So I think within the next two, three weeks, I'll have my certification, oh, but it's cool. called With Heart Energy Coaching. Mm -hmm. um, by Natalie Emka. This is where I've learned all about this transformational process. And going in through the heart is the way, okay, let me give you an example. When some you're sitting with somebody and they say, I feel like you didn't listen to me. It can be the word, that wording can feel a bit more attacking. And so the other person gets defensive and they say, well, I feel like you don't hear, you know, and it goes back and forth. If we say, I feel unheard, I feel disregarded, I feel sad, whatever the feeling is, yes. the person can relate with the feeling. Okay. Because then it, it's not putting it on the other person. It's not saying like, you made me feel this way. It's saying like, I feel like this. Yeah. And you can sit and be like, oh, I know what that feels like. Yeah. And it, it opens a bit more space in conversation. I mean, this is in conflict, but it creates more space for really healthy conversation because we're speaking about our feelings mm. and our feelings come from the heart. Yes. You know, there's, there's a lot of research right now on the science side of things that the heart is that. So first of all, the heart sends more information to the brain than the brain does to the heart. The um, heart has its own. Is that so? It's, oh. There's a whole um, group called the Heart Math Institute in the US. You can join mm -hmm. them. It's like a donation base. You get a lot of really great information, but they're doing a lot of research on the heart because mm -hmm. the heart, when you look at the field, the electromagnetic field that we have, it starts in the heart. Like we are. So this is the science side. <laughs> okay. A lot happening 
the yeah. brain is the one that that creates the emotion so your nervous system takes in all the information what's happening mm -hmm. but it goes through the heart to tell the brain hey we're feeling yeah this way and then the brain goes all right here's the recipe and flushes the body okay we sit with that for 90 seconds and then we're we're finished with that emotion maybe there's another wave but emotions are only 90 seconds long mm -hmm. um but in terms of going in through the heart first for me as as the coach the way that that I like to to view it is that we're we're like a detective team and we're a team. I'm not here with the answer. I'm not teaching when I'm coaching. Okay. And even though we could I could be speaking with a client and I can see all of the dots from these things that they're sharing about their life and I can see how this connects with this and how this is this. Okay. It's not my job to tell the client, "Oh, I can see da 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 da." Mm. But my job is to be right there next to them, asking them really powerful, loving questions, very mm. simple questions as well. Sometimes we overcomplicate it in the mind. Yeah. Like if someone was saying something like, oh, and I just, you know, and it made me feel like I was bad and blah, 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 blah. I'd say, well, what felt bad about that? Mm. What, what, what about that makes you bad? And then, you know, we start to go deeper and deeper. But this is all coming from the heart space yeah all coming from the feeling and the emotions that we have um so going in through the heart is really getting to those deep rooted patterns that we have these patterns which create our pattern behaviors and then once we can start as i said i think earlier like clearing some of that energy around that and creating space and and an energy release can be you know crying it can be sighing it doesn't have to be tears like i'm not a big big crier so a lot of mine is just like feeling it and letting it move this mm. is also where breath work can help to release yeah. stagnant energy um that is the first step and once we can clear energy around stuff the soul will kind of naturally realign because it's almost like it's got like a thorn in its side and so yeah. you take that out and it's like oh okay <laughs> it's almost space. like a physio or a chiro that exactly <laughs> your body and all that isn't it exactly yeah and, and then the mind will naturally follow along mm -hmm. now there is there is an element of when you want to change pattern behaviors when you decide like oh actually I keep watching Netflix for like four hours at nighttime and that's really not helping me that's not you know I'm gonna choose I'm only gonna watch Netflix for two hours and I'm going to turn the TV off and I'm going to do whatever else it is that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. We have to have intention behind that. And there's an energy that we have behind intention when we decide we're going to do something. Now, whether we actually do it or not, that's a whole, you know, Different. maybe there's still okay. stuff to be cleared, like energy to be cleared around maybe why you're not doing it. Yeah. It could be that, you know, maybe you said, I'm going to study for two hours and you're not studying. And then actually you're, why you know, going in, why are you not studying? Because you're afraid you're going to fail anyway, you know, and then we can go deeper into that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it feels right when you say it all comes from the heart, first of all, because every action or every thought or every emotion um, that we have is basically based from the heart, isn't it? That's really yeah. interesting. So how is this different with other approaches? Just a quick note on the heart piece, which yeah. is going to tie into what I'm about to share. Yeah. I was reading the other day, I think it was, it's in a, it's a book called Wheels of Life. It's a chakra 
by Anodea Judith. It's a it's a brilliant book. Mm-hmm. And she was speaking about, or there was a quote from somebody around the fact that we have been living in this kind of millennia. It's been driven from the third chakra, um, which is your solar plexus, which is all about your power, your leadership, your control. And that's what the last millennia has really been about. It's been about like, how do we get more power? How do we get, you know, more money? How do we get more control? And this is what it's been about. And now it feels like we're shifting. You know, a lot of people are, you could say spiritually waking up, but if that doesn't resonate, just people are becoming more aware of mental health, um, how things impact their body. Actually, what do they really want from life? Like the last couple of years, people are saying, I don't want to do a 40 hour work week at a job that I hate anymore. I want to go and do whatever. I want to open a flower shop or I want to go teach um, people how to do art somewhere, whatever it is. So we're having a bit of a shift away from this power led center and we're starting to move into the heart. So the heart is like going to be the new barometer on how we decide if we're being successful, if we are leading a good life, if we are leading if a life authentic, in integrity, yeah. yeah, like so much. The heart is going to be the leader. Um, again, maybe it's not, but this is just from the people that I'm in, like the circles that I'm in, the people yeah. that I follow, and from my own feeling, this yeah. is going to be the new way. Um, how? So this is where with heart energy coaching has been for me transformative to mm-hmm. to know that there is this new way because it's a pretty new way of coaching Mm -hmm. other coaches um also have really beautiful modalities so I'm absolutely not saying that this is like the one and only you know (laughs) different things work for different people and sometimes we need to go through different steps on the path I started with a psychologist actually 2018 that's how I started Mm -hmm. my my personal growth journey so I was with a psychologist for 10 months then I moved into Um, having a coach which was just like conversation but it was very different form of questioning than the way that I have been taught to do it so it felt very much like they were there and I was here they weren't next to me Mm -hmm. and again no it's not in a disrespectful way at all it was just the way that that was Um, this year I worked with a with heart energy coach and that was that shifted a lot for me Mm -hmm. Uh, last year I worked with a coach who did a lot of um hypnotherapy like deep hypnosis and kind of some somatic work as well which was also transformative but a lot of that stuff hasn't stuck this year so it worked for a little while but it hasn't fully stayed in my energetic field let's say okay so there's many different I mean some coaches will just work with simplest thing to say is if somebody listening is looking for a coach it's the same way that that you would if you had a specific health issue like if you had something with your spine, you're probably going to go to a chiropractor. Yeah. If you have something with your muscles, you're going to go to a physio. So you're going to find the specialist who can support you in what it, what it is that you are in pain about. Because clients come because they have a pain and they've reached their pain threshold. And they're like, I want to do something about this. I can't keep living my life like this. We don't always have to get to the pain threshold, but most people do Mm -hmm. and and so finding that right person first 
and then starting to look at okay what modalities do they use what is their style are they is it just mindset work and we're going to talk about things do they offer anything extra what is this container going to be mm-hmm. and i think that's that's really the first point for people who are are looking for for coaching because there is so much there is past life regression which is still mm-hmm. kind of coaching but it's it's not coaching in a sense of supporting you with your life today it's yeah. looking into past lives into there's past techniques life. like time techniques there is hypnotherapy and there's very many different forms of hypnotherapy marissa pierce does a very powerful hypnotherapy more of an an old school um hypnotherapy but i've added you know i've built it with my own flair there are people who offer like akashic records readings or use tarot in their coaching business Mm -hmm. so it depends on how so it depends on what resonates with you yeah you have to have an element of belief within yourself that the modality works for you yeah okay like hip hypnosis doesn't work if someone doesn't believe hypnosis doesn't work because your mind is still really really powerful yeah and it's going to be sitting there as i'm talking and counting backwards from 10 and it's going to be like (laughs) this is bullshit like this is not working so we also have to have that um belief the belief and and that resonance with the coach that you are working with as well It's really true because you have to make sure that when you're looking for a specialist, you have to make sure that it's right for you, you know, that um, you resonate with the coach or what the coach is trying to help you with and that coach will be able to help you with whatever you have that's been bugging you a big shift that we're going to be seeing because the coaching industry is like exploding there's mm. so many coaches out there mm. and there's i i feel there's going to be a lot of of changes happening in the way that coaching shows up so there's a lot of people out there who are not necessarily certified yeah. who have maybe just had a bad experience bad experience had an experience that was uncomfortable that was painful that they had to learn and grow in yeah and I wouldn't necessarily say that was coaching and it's more consulting which is where you give advice and you know you listen to people it doesn't necessarily have a long lasting shift on how you show up in the world maybe helps people through like a certain circumstance um but I do feel like we're this industry is going to be changing a lot again from the heart being an integrity being authentic Mm. we're going to start to see that because it is a bit overwhelming at the moment if you are looking for a coach and is going to be really seen as a very powerful impactful business every coach I mean it is a business you know we're serving we're helping but we are still it will be seen more in the same level as you know when you look at people like who are lawyers or doctors other entrepreneurs and yeah yeah, like it's like a very solid profession Um, it's just at the moment I feel like there's a lot of noise in the space things are maybe a bit out of alignment and a bit Mm -hmm. not in integrity but I do think that's going to fall away over the the coming years you really do need to study for this before you actually do become a coach and uh, a certified coach Mm -hmm. obviously 
and yes. you have to know what you're doing. The work that coaches are doing out there, whether it's a business coach or whether it's a, you know, like what I do, purpose coaching or supporting people personally, it's almost devaluing. It's like people are seeing coaches as just like the next influencer, whereas mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. Like my purpose, my calling is to be here and be of service. And I believe everybody's purpose is to be of service. How you do that's your mission. That can change. You're going to like have different paths along the way, but yes. my purpose is to be of service. And if that's I'm not beautiful. able to do that, some people charge a very large amount of money, which mm. is up to everybody individually. But the reason I don't charge 15,000 euros a month to coach with me is because it's not accessible and I want to actually be helping people yes exactly maybe in 10 years down the line when I've been doing this for you know (laughs) got some like years under my belt I've been doing this for two years now but when there's there's a lot of new coaches at the moment who for me is five years and under like we're still new Mm. um who are not making their services accessible for a lot of people what you said was beautiful because you know you you have to keep in mind that we're talking about people's lives like you said and yes if you're not really yeah yeah. (laughs) and if you're not really certified or you don't know what you're doing it could in turn put someone in danger or put someone you know in a negative position rather than help them isn't it exactly exactly yes. and I think yeah if people are in it for the money and for the influencer lifestyle yeah. then that for me is out of integrity and out of alignment with mm-hmm. the the depth and the importance of what this work is and how it can really really truly serve people and really transform lives yeah. so it's certification I mean does everybody need one Maybe not. Maybe someone's had leadership skills and they've been in the corporate world for a long, long time. Maybe they don't need the certification specifically, but we need credibility in what we're doing Mm -hmm. for anybody. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's really, yeah, that's really the key that we actually, we know that we can help people without endangering because we also have to be mindful of trauma. Coaches in general, we're not, like, we're not trained to deal with trauma. That is a specialist whether that's going to change in the future I don't know but if somebody came to me with a very deep trauma Mm -hmm. I'm not qualified to support them as much as my heart might want to it is not it's not safe and so I I like I mean this isn't my training I have to refer them to a therapist to support xyz if somebody is on like medication for um you know mental health uh challenges then I need a written letter from their doctor before they can come and work with me because mm-hmm. it's people's lives. It's and we have to be yeah. Like, it's not really. just protecting the client. It's also protecting yourself, I guess. Very, very interesting. But um, what, uh, why work with women predominantly? What is it about feminine power that brings you to help women out mostly? Yeah. Yes. So when I first started, I was actually like, not sure where I was going to go with this. And I kind of had myself open for everyone. But I feel because of the the softness, let's say of my approach, Mm -hmm. and 
even my voice, you know, I have a, I have a great meditation voice. Um, with that is I wanted to, I felt like with a lot of men that I did some work with that it didn't hit them as deeply Mm. and I couldn't have the impact. I mean, that's, I'm also generalizing here, but this got me a little bit thinking about myself and my journey. And as I went through the last few years, um, with my own journey and actually shifting from corporate environment, which is very masculine driven, mm-hmm. very masculine energy driven. It's it's competition, working, how much can you uh, provide? What can you, how much can you do? A lot of doing, it's very logical, can be a little bit controlling. Mm-hmm. It's pushing, it's a really pushy energy. And it took me a long time after that from the high performer and all of that to start to shift back into my more natural state, which for me, regardless of gender, because these kind of energetics are, are not connected with gender, but was more of a feminine state to be more in flow, to be more expressive with my emotions, to learn how to reconnect with my emotions, to be more creative to be more allowing to myself, to be more sensual and soft with myself. Mm. And a huge, huge piece of this puzzle for me was learning how to work with my menstrual cycle Mm. as well. So like tapping into that wisdom that's already within the body. And so when I was uncovering this all for myself, you know, this was part of my path. I was like, I know so many women who struggle with the same. Mm-hmm. who are working in this corporate place mm-hmm. who are and I'm not against corporate I know sometimes I sound like that but yeah. I'm not against corporate like we need it but what where I struggle is how the feminine has been put as lesser than in corporate or women aren't allowed to aren't allowed to they could just show up as their beautiful feminine selves but they yeah. wouldn't get ahead they wouldn't get the promotion they wouldn't you know succeed in the same way yeah exactly because it's not it's not catered for. So this is where I started getting that pull because I was really start. I spent a long time last year and this year mm-hmm. really feeling into that feminine energy and that feminine power and how women specifically like who have, who resonate more deeply with the feminine energy traits, which, which is most women, how disconnected connected we've come, become from that mm-hmm. and how much, power there is when we reconnect it so when I reconnect to it so when I think of feminine power and it's not saying you always have to be running around in like a flowy dress and and dancing in the moon (laughs) I mean if you love it do that but (laughs) reconnect yeah exactly um it's reconnecting with that truth of who you really are from an energetic perspective and what you want to be expressed through you and allowing yourself like giving yourself the permission to really do that and I know we give yourself permission like it's really easy but this is where the coaching piece comes in to like support you to to be empowered like Mm -hmm. I don't empower you I don't you know I'm just there to hold this space and ask the right questions so that you can empower yourself yeah Um, and this is where the feminine power piece for me is just so important because when we are living in that alignment and when we are living from that truth life is just so much brighter 
Yeah. You know, under, understanding, I mean, we know it. We learn it at school. We learn about periods, menstruation, you bleed, you don't bleed. Yeah. But that's all I really remember. And that's all society has kind of let you believe and the shame that we can get around that. Mm. And I know in some countries today, there's still like so much work to be done to support mm -hmm. young girls, you know, who start menstruating and yes. what they don't even have like any sanitary towels, nothing to support yeah. them. But we in the, you know, in the Western world, we don't have any excuse anymore. Like mm -hmm. we need to be listening to our bodies, understanding the four seasons that we go through yeah. every month, whether it's 28 days, 30 days, whatever your cycle looks like mm -hmm. and leveraging where you're at in your cycle to support you to live your life better. Like okay. I know that there's two days. I don't see clients. I don't meet people. Those are my two days. If I want to lie on the couch with a hot water bottle and like binge watch Harry Potter, I'm absolutely going to do that. I mean, I don't do that every month, but like, you know, like, <laughs> if that's what I want to do, I let myself have that. Yeah. I know that leading up to my period, I'm going to be more irritable, a little bit more grumpy. Like, you know, I'm not going to be feeling amazing. But I also know that I can take care of myself in that time. I can go food shopping. I can food prep. I can make sure that I don't see certain people who I know maybe I have a shorter fuse with than <laughs> others. Like, so you, you can start to create your life around understanding the, the natural wisdom of yeah. your body. So it's understanding your body, listening to it, going with the flow of how you feel. Mm-hmm. I see. And then also asking for the support around, like yeah. if you have a partner or your friends or whoever, if you're really lucky and you have a boss that's, you know, <laughs> really open to these conversations, yeah. it can help you immensely. And it means you can go through your day and through your month guilt-free. Yeah. You get guilty if you have period pain and it's really bad and you just yeah. want to go home, but you feel yeah. guilty because yeah. you're a team and... But, you know, we can start to be a bit kinder with ourselves. Yeah. So I guess feminine power, it's a lot to do with being on the more open side, softer side, being more like being true to yourself, men too. I think we discussed this on a previous podcast, um, my husband and I, we were talking about there are more women who are depressed and anxious, but more men commit suicide. So I guess it has a lot to do with the feminine power that you're talking about as well. Our feminine selves are more open to like talking about stuff rather than keeping it to ourselves I guess reason why that statistic is what it is exactly because yeah. one of one of the, the the traits of feminine energy when she's in her power it's much easier for us I think to connect with our emotions again generalization yeah um, than it is for for men yeah. Um, talk about oh down with the patriarchy but I don't believe in down with the patriarchy I believe that that we've been ruled from a very unhealthy very toxic patriarchy mm -hmm. and that has also caused a lot of um, struggles for for men who aren't allowed to aren't you know been yeah. told that don't show emotion toughen up be the man be the protector be the provider mm -hmm. yeah. and it's so much pressure and That's to show right. any crack of weakness yeah they 
they don't. Um, yeah. and, and to your point, a friend of mine uh, back home in New Zealand, what, he was my, my friend and he was my boss. Mm-hmm. Most fun guy at the party, you know, like four o'clock, let's meet at the bar, let's have a drink before you close the day. <laughs> uh, you know, like great guy, but he committed suicide a few years ago, oh, you know, yes. and there's no, there was no Sorry. two beautiful daughters. He had his partner, like there was nothing from from my side I mean we weren't you know best mates but I wouldn't have pegged that for him and so it's just very very sad that I mean there's it's starting to shift now with men's circles being introduced which I think are really important but um yes yeah and it's good that we're now more open to mental health and all that Mm -hmm. opening up to our more feminine side so that's great I mean this changes people's lives because you help other people not just when I say your clients are mostly women but you also help men see that they are supposed to be tapping into their feminine power as well and with that I was teaching at a festival over summer here um, Mm -hmm. just a few months ago and I did a feminine activation practice it was a embodiment piece Mm -hmm. with breath work and I had a lot of men I had about 55, 60 people that joined in this little tent in this festival. Oh, wow. And, um, really, really, it's a beautiful spiritual festival. I love it. And they were like, am I, is it okay for me to be here? I'm like, absolutely, yeah. like, come in. Yeah. I think we had about 10, 10 men there. And it was oh. really great to see the interest and the curiosity. Yeah. And it's also something I teach in my weekly breathwork classes as well. Like we touch on their general topics, but because, it, you know, it's me and I speak from my heart and I'm very open Mm -hmm. Um, we talk about emotions so like yesterday's class was about you know the parts of you that you've rejected because you thought your anger was bad and so you don't want to express and so and there's a lot of men who come to my live classes as well and so Mm -hmm. it gives them a bit more of a a taste because my energy now is like naturally pretty feminine I I mean I have my masculine side where I build my structure and my business and do all my things but I'm pretty feminine now and they'll be able to feel that even if they can't yet understand it or like be able to put it in a box or anything I know that they'll be able to feel it and yeah and that helps can you describe like one of your most powerful Um, conversations with a client and how it has impacted them and you as well as a coach sure um one that just comes to mind but because it was a fairly recent one Mm -hmm. it's it's a hard question because it's like "Mm, they're all pretty like there's (laughs) yeah something that kind of shifts and it's interesting because sometimes there'll be a very it might feel like a very small shift in a client, mm. but it has such a big ripple effect in their life. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the one that kind of popped into my mind, which was I was with a client the other day or the other evening, and they had been in a situation with some other people, some like family members and non-family members, and something was said, there was an action that had caused them to have a reaction and they felt very sad and they felt really frustrated and they felt annoyed. And I think everybody's had this feeling before where you're just like, I just like, I'm done. Like I'm out. I'm just like closing the door. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like done. Yes. And so 
they had this reaction. And so we were talking about this reaction that they had because their their intention for the call. So every every call that I have, um, the client, they have a responsibility, it's in their contract to come with an intention. Like, what would you like to work on in the call? Maybe yeah. they have like a general idea, then we kind of narrow it down. Yeah. So they wanted to understand. I mean, this person is very um, energetically attuned, let's say. They wanted to understand a little bit more about their reaction. Why did they react that way? What was like really happening? And we went through the, the conversation. We went through the questions. And it turns out, because of course you might think, but <laughs> going in through the heart, asking questions, it turns out that the reaction actually came from their own worry, their own fears around some other things they've been through this year, but like, how that they're growing their own evolution mm. how because they're they're worried about they're trying to expand their own their own business and their own life at the moment mm -hmm. but because of this kind of altercation they had felt which they had reflected back on the person was actually just a reflection within themselves that, that they're worried that they're not going to be able to to grow the business that they want to grow, that they're not yeah. going to be able to do the things that they want to do. That like, if this is happening with this person, then this means that they failed. So mm. it's interesting because then you can start to go into that. So mm. like where, again, where that's coming from, creating space around it. Yes. So that was, that was the most recent one that kind of came through. And I think it's a good one because it just shows like how simple it can be sometimes and how simple our little like patterns can show up. Yeah. And of course we're human and we're having all of these experiences and if someone was yelling at me I would also be like well I'm yeah. out I'm done yeah but there's still something like you can feel something within yourself like yeah like there's something like, wrong it's interesting because it just reflected on them what their reaction was about okay. yeah because they obviously came to the call and they were still feeling something around that Mm -hmm. you know even though if it's been a few weeks and it's like okay well why is that mm -hmm. still lingering yeah what is what is that so like getting really curious about it mm -hmm. as a final question I guess you're a purpose coach right what is your purpose in life what have you um in your journeys have you I, I would understand you would have found your purpose already being a coach in that but can you tell us more about it? Let's say my mission with my purpose coaching. Mm -hmm. At this point, this chapter of my life yes. is to support women who are feeling overwhelmed, who are feeling maybe a little trapped and not sure, not clear where to go. Maybe they're at a crossroads, whether yes. that, wherever that is in their life. Yes. So I support women like this to realign to their higher purpose, which really means realigning to their, or discovering mm -hmm. their higher self, reconnecting with that part within them. And the purpose of that is so that we can feel more embodied. We can feel more joy. We can feel more in flow and we can feel more creative and have space, mm -hmm. you know, this overwhelm to overflow, but in a very, the way that I like to do it is very like sustainable very sustainable, like in three month containers, you know, if you, if you go to the gym, you want to do a fitness goal, it takes 12 weeks for you to see yeah. a result. Yeah. It's also why this is how, how I work as well. And, and really my purpose with all of this, I just, I mean, to keep it super simple, I, I just want people to be happy, like yeah. live a good life, 
Yeah. Like create what you want. Like let's clear all of this crap that we have and all of these like beliefs and let's do it together. Yes. Let's break cycles. Exactly. Let's just expand and evolve and just like, vibrate higher. Vibrate. Vibrate higher. Like but that's really yes. what I want for people. Oh, that's awesome, Jenny. Before we go, I was going to ask you a favor. You know how I have written a collection of poems and short stories, right? And now I'm doing this podcast as a side bit for that book. And I'm introducing this new segment on the show where my guest sort of um, reads out one of my poems. Is that going to be all right with you? Do you want to have a go? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it's um, related to what we discussed earlier, what, what your purpose is and in alignment with yourselves and having joy, that happiness and authenticity. The secret to happiness. Want to know a secret? Mine is you. My most favorite day was when I met you, as if on fate's cue. Happy, happy, I'm feeling the best ever. I found me a beautiful chappy. What could be better? I saw the sun was especially bright and the sky was unbelievably blue. I heard the bees buzzing and the birds singing their sweet song. The trees and the flowers smelt lovely too. The air felt cool and the breeze so strong. The tiny raindrops tasted like honeydew. And that's when you came along. That was happiness. Then came joy. Joy is seeing the azure sky speaking to me through the white feathery cotton clouds above this lovely country. Looking at the sun, never did it shine as dazzling and brilliant so. Hello, it said. The yellow makes me not a tad bit mellow. My mind at ease, yet funny. I wonder, has anyone heard a bee sneeze? Why haven't I listened to the Skylark's delightful melody before? Now I'm craving the tune and oh, for some so much more. Joy over yonder is when I get a whiff of the citrusy fragrance of pine trees, of charming roses and lavender. I could make enchantingly scented poises. I can almost touch the crisp air with my bare hands. The breeze enveloped me, so intense it felt like quicksand. Pitter-patter, little dewdrops that hop. A mix of bitter, sweet, salty, sour, savory, its flavor just pops. Suddenly, I found a deeper meaning around me, but everyone and everything. With a roller coaster of emotions, I wonder, am I dreaming? Breathing in the aroma of home-baked bread, examining and tapping the cracks on its head, stroking and caressing the lines, contours, and marks, listening to the crack and crunch when I break it apart, savoring the salt, yeast, and butter, it has so much to offer, and then thinking, oh, what a joy. Joy, joy, I'm going to burst. I found not a boy but it could have been worse. When I found me is my favorite time. Want to know a secret? I am mine.
tell us how people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. I like most people out there. So I'm mostly on Instagram. If we talk about socials, mm -hmm. that is I am Jenny Ann, J-E-N-N-I-A-N-N-E. -N -N -E. mm -hmm. um, so that's where I'm hanging out most of the time. My website is I am J-N. Over there, you can find all the kind of offerings and services that I have. You can also get links to the breathwork if people wanted to join online breathwork. And another platform that I am slowly growing at the moment is my YouTube channel. So I'm doing, oh, wow. offering some yoga over there because I'm also a yoga teacher. Uh -huh. I'm doing a little bit of like musing. So talking about topics, I'm going to just pre-warn everyone. I'm not prolific. Like I'm not, <laughs> I tangent talk a lot, but you know, work in no. progress. We're getting there. No, you're good. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. There's some meditations over there as well. And and yeah, so that's that's where that's where people can find me. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much for your time, Jenny. No worries. Thank you and so much. All Thank the you for best, me. all the best to your coaching and breath work. So that's it for tonight, folks. I hope you enjoyed that episode tonight with Jenny Ann. Thank you so much for listening in. And don't forget to tune in again next week, Friday, same time. Please don't forget to check out my website as well, www.conversationsineverhadwithluna.com where you can find everything about my book, Conversations I Never Had with Luna and Other Stories. You can find that on Amazon as well, and you can buy that on there. So I hope you have a great night. And um, so again, this is Anna, Moonlight Conversations, signing out. Good night.